Hello, Top Fan Rivalry followers. It is Bill from Top Fan Rivalry, and I got a new guest in the clubhouse, one that, uh, you know, he's got a team that everybody is loved, maybe even America's team. So we'll talk a little bit about that. But, Joe, how are you? Thanks for joining the clubhouse tonight. I'm good. Thanks for having me on, Bill. You betcha. You betcha. Now, Joe, what's – I hear – what is it? The Red Sox are your team? No, no, no. Who's yeah. your team? One of my – yeah, the Red Sox. No. Uh, I do have love for the Red Sox, though. I'll say that if the Red Sox disappeared tomorrow, uh, it baseball wouldn't be the same. You know, they're like, and I, I feel like Red Sox fans feel the same way about the Yankees. You know, we're their enemy. They're our enemy. I hate the idea of them. I don't hate anybody, though. But yeah, uh, obviously, I'm a Yankee fan. That's my team. Uh, been a Yankee fan my whole life. So, uh, yeah. Nice. So tell me a little bit about where that started. Um, well, you know, like we were talking about before, I come from a baseball household, a Brooklyn Dodgers household. You know, my parents were by way of Brooklyn. Um, but, you know, my uncles were also heavily involved in me playing baseball as a kid. And, uh, you know, it was kind of a tug of war. But, you know, young, I was a Yankee fan. Uh, my uncle kind of corrupted me. But I lived across the street. I grew up across the street from uh, a schoolyard where kids play stickball it's like a stickball court so you know you have baseball practice but then every single day you could go to play stickball and you're you're for the most part you know trying to get hits against older kids who are throwing junk with the tennis ball and you know throwing pretty hard so it's it's a cool place to learn how to hit you know um breaking pitches and and you know just everybody who loved baseball would play, you know, stickball. It's one of the best baseball derivatives, I think. And then I also, I grew up like a third of a mile from a baseball diamond um, right in the park. So I was always around baseball my whole life. And, um, you know, the, my parents being into it too, like, you know, I, I grew up with the Ralph Kiner's voice all the time, Tim McCarver, um, Phil Rizzuto, Bill White, Mel Allen, you know, those things were have become very nostalgic over the years, you know, as a Yankee fan, even though that those aren't all Yankee people. It's just baseball in New York is a is a huge thing um, because it also coincides when the weather gets nicer. So like once, you know, you're starting to hear baseball on the radio and it's actually nice because, you know, New York, we don't have the worst weather when it comes to the cold. Like we're not, you know, Buffalo or, or something like that. And we're not like, you know, some super hot place, but we get a lot of the worst of the worst. And the first three months of every year in New York, January, February, March are all gray and cold and not nice. So when baseball comes around in April, it's just the whole thing, you know, flowers are coming out, springtime, it's, it's great. So that's a big part of it for a lot of New York people. I would imagine a lot of people on the East coast, you know, uh, Red Sox fans too, I'm sure uh, yeah. have the same feelings about baseball. So. So that, that's a great way to describe it for those of us on the West coast. I mean, we, in Southern California, we have two seasons. We have summer and light summer, right? And six times a year, we'll get a little drizzle. They call it rain, but it's like a little drizzle. So, um, but that's, that's a great way to describe it. So tell me about favorite players. So if you were going to say who is your current favorite player right now and who is your all time favorite player, they don't have to be Yankees. They can be, who would you say? 
Um, well, who's my favorite player right now? Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, it, that's a, that's a tough one. Uh, I I would I would probably I probably say DJ Lemayhu, man. I really like DJ Lemayhu a lot. Uh, I like you know contact hitter. I like the great glove. I like that he's versatile, can play anywhere. I know he didn't have a great season last year offensively. Uh, he was also a bit banged up, I think. But um, I just like his style. He's ice cold. You know, he's very. I also you know he's probably my favorite, you know, and also he's a guy I see play all the time too. So, I mean, while there are obviously better players in baseball, um, guys I like uh, from a lot of different teams, uh, I, I like DJ LeMahieu, man. I really do. I, I, you know, it's easy to say, well, judge, you know, I, I, of course, man, Aaron Judge is the man, but um, I, I, I really like DJ LeMahieu and I think he's going to have a good season. He's been known to sometimes have a bad season and then come back and hit three, three plus again. I feel like he's a 300 plus hitter, um, you know, but yeah, I, I like DJ, man. I, I like the versatile, uh, you know, guy who can play anywhere and clutch and contact hitter. I just, I dig him. So he's probably my favorite right now. Yeah. I trust me, Joe, you're, you're speaking my language. I love guys that just lace them up and just show up every day. They don't have to be the guy that carries the club. They just have to be the guy that, plays the game right right and that's dj i like it i like it yeah. favorite player of all time i mean again it, it, it this is crazy if if it's just gonna be out of um out of just genuine i mean this this is a tough one man uh the obvious answer and a guy that again i think it's only fair to talk about a guy that you really saw like i could say right. you know Ruth or something or willie mays to me, I look at the numbers. Willie Mays is Willie Mays and Hank Aaron are the goats. I mean, that's it. When you really look at, I mean, for me, yeah, uh, you know, and the obvious answer is like Jeter because Jeter was just such an unbelievable. But I got to be honest with you, like my favorite Yankee, I, I would have to flip a coin between between Paul O'Neill and Bernie Williams, man. And um, I think I'm going to go with Paul O'Neill only because, and I love Bernie, but he's more of an introvert. You know, he, he does this thing. He plays his guitar. He's, and I love Bernie, man. I, he truly liked my favorite Yankee uh, and Paul O'Neill, but I, I'll i go with Paul O'Neill, man. You know, hey, Paulie, he was, yeah, I he mean, was that's the best, the, he was the best right fielded punter ever. Right. Uh, the, the guy, Paul O'Neill was just the heart and soul um he's one of those guys that you're just like you, you know just a guy who is all about just winning he gets beats up on himself when he's not winning he'll straighten guys out in the clubhouse you know he'll get on you you know like guys like that you know i i dig those types of dudes and i love to hear paul o'neill on the yank on the yes broadcast because he's so funny you know he's and it's funny because he's such a nice guy but then like you know, as a baseball player, man, you would not want to mess with Paul O'Neill, man. He's not the guy that you'd want to mess with. Like, you know, I remember, uh, I think it was, he hit like, I think he thought he was going to like pop out and it turned out to be a home run. So he hit and he like got all mad and then it was a home run. And he ran around the bases. But that Paul O'Neill chant in Yankee Stadium, 
man, that's like, you want to talk about love. Like Cole O'Neill got so much love because Yankee fans, and I think all baseball fans, you know, everyone loves the superstar and everything, but to have the guy that just gets up, you know, comes, gets his, his uniform dirty, just putting in the, the grunt work for the team. And Paul O'Neill, man, I love Paul O'Neill. That's that's my dude. And he's not even a, a lifelong Yankee, obviously. But, um, I mean, 90s Yankees, you got to, you know, Paul O'Neill. Paul O'Neill's the guy. So if I if I were going to admit this, and then we'll keep this between you and I, ha, 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 since we're recording this, right? Um, if I were going to admit it, obviously, if I were going to say my favorite Yankee that I ever watched, Okay, this one may surprise you. Um, and I believe that this guy should be in the Hall of Fame. Unless he gets in with the Veterans Committee, he never will because he didn't make it far enough. Um, it, it's easy to say Jeter or Mo or anybody like that. But do you know who my favorite Yankee was? Donnie Another Bates. guy who played it right? Jorge Posada. Oh, okay. I see. There's another. Listen, I love Posada. He was such a tough catcher yeah he was a like team leader like that's another guy man those those teams were great georgie I mean, georgie was the man this guy switch hitting catcher that bats 270 280 has enough emotion but he was a roadblock behind the plate he was tough he could take a a foul ball off the leg or whatever you never heard him complain about anything and he had to play psychologist to guys like roger clemens and and other guys, Randy Johnson, and guys that that were great. But, I mean, this guy, every time in October, tell me that this guy wasn't one of the guys that you wanted up in October. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Jorge so clutch. Yeah. Um, the way things went with Jorge Posada was he was kind of phased out, I think, by Joe Girardi. And yeah. I think have been some revenge because Joe Girardi faced him out. Yeah. When I, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know. I sometimes <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but I feel like that might be true. So whatever. But um yeah, but he was yeah. I mean that guy that guy's a legit he was the guy there's guys that played the game right, right? That you never hear about their off you know off field antics. Uh, another guy is Dustin Pedroia the second baseman for the Red Sox. That's they're just good. guys that play the game right. They're not A-Rod. They're not guys that are going to cause drama. They're just guys that lace them up and do it right. And one of the best baseball IQ plays that I've ever seen in my entire life living, right? Not, I'm not talking about YouTube stuff that I, you know, anything like that. One of the best baseball IQ plays took place with Derek Jeter and took place with Jorge Posada. And that was that cutoff throw that Jeter ran past the, the mound and shoveled uh, yeah. during the playoffs in uh, in Oakland. There's no reason the shortstop needs to be there. That's the first baseman's responsibility. Bad throw. Jeter read it, got over there, and Jorge Posada had positioned himself right to make the tag. Now, Jeremy Giammi didn't slide. He probably should have slid. But Jorge Posada knew exactly what was going on. I mean, I... Give me that guy any day and twice on Sunday, and you're going to see some pretty special things happen. But that's that's just me, you know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean Derek Jeter. You know, I I I 
I don't want to get into the whole Derek Jeter feel like it, it's hard to to tell me that Derek Jeter was a bad fielder. Now, I, I, you know he's not he was he's not Omar Vizquel, he's not Ozzy Smith. He he was never that that guy. And yeah, a lot of balls did get past Derek Jeter, and and he obviously lost a step or a half or two as he got older. But you take that all day, sixth all time in hits, so clutch, you know, make big plays that were just like, you know, the flip, like the play you're talking, you just shovel pass it to, to Posada and get Giambi at the plate. I mean, in a playoff game, nonetheless, um, there was also another play that I, I think it was against the Mets in 2000, the world series that Cheater made. That was really smart. It was like, uh, trying to remember, but yeah, I mean that, that kind of stuff, you know, you, you can't, you know, you, you just have to be immersed in baseball and really know the game so well to do that in real time. Like, Oh, okay. Let's flip the ball over. Like, and, and Jeter will say, you know, I know he said that they practice that move or that play or whatever, but if that's true or it's not true, it doesn't matter. They executed it live and they got it done in the playoffs. So, um, yeah, that's um, Jorge Posada all day, man. I, I love Jorge Posada. I mean, just a great and and called a called a great game too you know yeah he did uh, he did I, and, you know I, absolutely the amount of you know he did have to deal with with these pitchers and be a psychologist so yes that's that's a good point and i never thought of that but yeah yeah i i tell people all the time out here in la the teams that are going to go further in the playoffs are the ones that learn to have baseball IQ in July, August, and September. And what I mean by that is, do you know how many times I want to throw something at my TV screen when I see a guy come up and walk on four pitches and then the next batter gets a strike called on him and then walks four pitches later. So now you have eight balls out of nine pitches and the next guy comes up and he swings at the first pitch. Drives me insane. There, there's a baseball IQ that you just – I don't care if it's the pitch that you dreamed of your entire life. Let it go because obviously this guy's wild. Work him. That's the guy what that the grounds fuck? into a double play or flies out or something. It just enrages you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I know. There are – you know, it's also the, the discipline because you know that. Like, you know, even a kid – when you're in Little League, like I remember, you know – Kids wild coaches say, listen, don't swing, don't swing until the ump calls a strike on you. Don't even swing. And that kid's gonna start walking people, then he gets, you know, he gets nervous and he gotta throw one down the middle and you get a hit. But uh kids know that, players know that, but they wanna be a superstar. Like, all right, well, this guy just walked through nine pitches and there are two guys on base. What am I gonna do? I'm gonna now try to be the hero and hit a three-run shot. Like, no, let 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 this guy, you know. Let's let's load the bases up, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, so, it goes back discipline. Go like you could know it and say, you know what, I don't care. I'm going to swing at this pitch anyway. And being a good selective hitter is also, you know, and that discipline is also for me part of baseball IQ. That's why Barry Bonds is like a genius because he knew what to swing at, and you know, being a great hitter comes with that. You have to know what what to swing at, unless you're Vladimir Guerrero Senior and you can anything. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's true. And I, I mean, so what? Like what we talked about offline. 
I mean, everybody's trying to hit the five run home run. And so everybody just take a breath. And at some point you and I will have another podcast. We'll get a group of guys on or a group of guys and gals. And we'll talk about just certain baseball IQ mistakes that are made that you lose game. And, and again, in May or June, it doesn't seem like a big deal if you make a baseball IQ mistake and it costs you the game. But when you miss the playoffs by one game or two games or three games, those are big deals. <laughs> and so, you know, now that 28 out of 30 teams make the playoffs, it feels like it's not as big of a deal, but my gosh. So yeah, talk to me about ballparks. Where have you been? Um, Okay. I'll, I'll tell you the places, the furthest I've been, and then mm -hmm. I'll move. Uh, where have I been? Uh, Olympic. No, Exhibition Stadium, where the, where the Montreal Expos played. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There when I was a kid. I went to the Rogers Center. Mm -hmm. um, I've been to Fenway. I've been to um, Philly. Okay. Uh, Yankee Stadium, the new and the old. Shea Stadium, City Field. Um, quite a few minor league ballparks. Um but yeah, I, I I haven't gone to as many stadiums as I've wanted. Gone, you know, trying to think. Oh no, Camden Yards. I've been to. Uh, I've been to Tropicana. I've been to some play, but not that many. Mostly East Coast, and uh, yeah. So I I I, I could uh, I could go see some more games somewhere for sure. I'd love to okay. do that. So let me let me throw a hypothetical to you. You have the month of July off unlimited resources but you can only visit five ballparks that you haven't been to where are you going to go um well the, i would i would definitely visit uh wrigley field okay okay um i would definitely go to you know it's funny some of these stadiums that i want to go to are like the old school ones that don't exist anymore like candlestick park yeah and that don't exist, but I would like to go to. Um, I you know I want to go to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's really Easy. nice. Yeah, uh, like to go to the Marlins. I don't even know the names of these stadiums anymore because once they started getting all corporate, like I I just I'm like I don't know. I know some of them, but um, yeah, no Wrigley Field for sure. Um, I would definitely like to go to you know to to where the Giants play where the pirates play i've been i've also been to where the cardinals play i've, I've been to cardinal games too um okay. so yeah i'm a bit all over the place so i'm trying to remember some of them but uh so, so you got uh you got lone depot park which is in miami you got wrigley field chicago um mm -hmm. and then you said uh i guess it's at&t park now in san francisco where else are you gonna go you got two more Two more. Um, I'd probably I'd go to Seattle. I okay. check, and um, I would you know I'd like to check out the dot you know in in L.A. The Dodgers where the Dodgers play, and I've been to L.A. you know quite a few times, but I never went there uh, to see a game. So that would be cool. I love I love California. You know, um, I like L.A. a lot. You know, so it, it's. Yeah. You love California in February. <laughs> yeah, January, yeah. February, right? 
Yeah, no, I mean, you know, just I, I know every everywhere is crazy because if you tell me right now, oh, I love New York, I'll say you need to have your head examined if you want to come live in this insane, insane place. But um, I'm sure there are people who feel that way about California as well. But, you know, it's still a beautiful place, man. Like Cali's nice. I, I have a lot of friends there, too. So, um, nice. yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. So final question. Because we could do this all night, man. You and I talking baseball, we could do this until, you know, the alarm clock's going off, going, man, we stayed up all night doing this. 2023, the season's almost upon us. By the time the Top Fan Rivalry followers are listening to this, we're only going to have a couple of days until opening day. So what are you looking forward to most about the 2023 season when it comes to the Yankees? Um. Well... I'm just hoping that uh, they let these kids play and they, and they really, you know, I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen. Um, I think the Yankees are probably based on their, what they do is they just keep these kids down in triple a and they'll be in Pennsylvania, um, you know, playing for the rail riders. I'd love to see um, Anthony Volpe play. I'd love to see um, Peraza, you know, get a starting job and, uh, that's what I'd like to see. Just like the younger players, just just let them play, man. Let these kids play. They know yeah. how to play. Twenty-two years old, just let them play. They're grown men. They can serve in, you know, in the theater of battle. Let them play baseball. If they're doing it, the Yankees a little bit crazy. Unless you know they want a superstar everywhere, so it's harder for kids to come up in the farm system. So I would yeah. like the Yankees let the kids play. I love it. I in fact, I put a reel up. I don't know if you remember the bad news bears breaking training yeah. um, where they started, let them play. Like I put a reel up and it was talking about with all of these crazy contracts that we saw in the off season, none of these kids are ever going to get a chance to play. And you've got a couple of superstars. We won't name names now, but you got a couple of superstars that next season are going to man these huge contracts and the kids aren't going to play. And so, yeah, so I, I love that. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Top Fan Rivalry followers, this is Joe. We're going to tag him. He's got some great baseball content on his Instagram. We're going to tag him uh, and let you know who he is. Please follow him. If you're listening to this while you're driving in the morning, don't stop and follow him. Like, wait until you're secure out of your car. I don't want to be responsible for car accidents. Um, but make sure you follow him. He's got great baseball content. We'll have him on again. Joe, Joe, you got to come on again when we have a couple of different episodes that that will be there because you've been a great guest. So Awesome, man. I appreciate it, Bill. Thank you so much, man. I always like to talk baseball, um, and I'm, I'm happy to do it for you, bro. So thanks again, bro. You and bet. I Anytime. And Top Fan Rivalry followers, don't forget to go to the topfanrivalry.com and look at the watch parties. Trying to get the community together. Let's let's watch them. Joe, we got a watch party in Boston in August when um, the Yankees are playing in the Bronx in Boston. We're doing a watch party over there. It's oh, going nice. to be fantastic. I'll have to tell you a little bit more about it offline. But yeah, top yeah. fan rivalry followers, enjoy this one. This is a great episode. We'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thanks, man.